0: Welcome to Hope in the Halls, Christian Voices from Washington, D.C., sponsored by Hope to the Hill, also sponsored by Can We Pray, with your hosts, Nathan and Amber Kistler. Learn more about Hope to the Hill at www.hopetothehill.com. Welcome back to Hope in the Halls with Amber Kistler.
1: And I'm Nathan Kistler, back with Dale Holt, Dr. Dale Holt. (laughs) Dr. And Eudine is back with us again. I'm a Tape dentist. on the mouth once again <laughs> as our audience of one here this evening. That's right. In California still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Dale, it's good to have you Thank on you. again with us to part two there you of go. our discussion.
0: Yeah. So, you know, last episode we talked about the pens and then we talked about the coins, but we kept these two stories out on purpose because we wanted to save them for a part two because there's such amazing stories about the pins, and so Dale, you know that the pins have traveled. Obviously, they've made an impact not just in Washington but across the country. I want you to tell them about the story about your grandson in uh, okay. in the West Coast.
2: Sure, um, my grandson, who's 20 years old, I think, or 19, and uh, goes to John George Fox University out in Newburgh, Oregon, and he's in the choir and. About a month ago, um, just before school let out for summer, I guess, he had a concert, and during that concert, a gentleman jo- dropped a gentle gentleman dr- walked by him, and Gage um, noticed on his lapel that he had a hope to the hill pin. They're very distinct in um, shape and size, and uh, people notice them all the time, I guess, but. But Gage noticed it, and so he actually followed this gentleman into the bathroom and uh, and said, uh, sir, do you know my grandpa? And he said, mm, I don't think so. Who's your grandpa? And he said, well, Dale Holt's my grandpa, and he designed that pin on your lapel. And so the guy said, no, I I don't know him, but I'm sure pleased to meet you. And they had a Pleasant conversation, and um, I sent uh, Nathan and Dave a text message the next week after Gage had told me that he'd seen this pin in New Oregon, and uh, lo and behold, Dave Kistler came back with an email from that guy <laughs> that said, hey, I, you need to tell Dale Holt that I met his grandson, his grandson's great, nice young man, he's going to do very well. But what's interesting is he knows the guy that made these pins that you gave me, <laughs> and Dave said, "Yeah, we know, him. we know him very well. We've actually met Gage. Gage went out to uh, Atlanta just before the election, the last election. Yeah, the last yeah, election. Last one. Mm-hmm. And uh, met these guys. And uh, yeah, he. It was just amazing that this pin would travel, basically from D.C. to to." i think this guy's from eugene yeah and uh then out to newberg and and people recognize it and it was just i mean it just doesn't happen a person can wear a lot of different pins a lot of different hats and obviously if we wear a nike hat everybody knows nike but if you have a hope to the hill pin um you probably got a hold of that in a special way and we hope everybody that hears this podcast um Contacts Nathan and Amber and, and get your pin to wear, because somebody out there may recognize you, believe it or not.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we had an interesting run-in. We've, we've actually been at Disneyland for the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. And a nice guy that you all knew here at Disneyland, real sweet fella, uh, gave uh, gave us a challenge coin just uh, yesterday, or two days ago, I guess it was. It was yesterday morning, actually. Yep, yesterday. And we were able to return the favor in the afternoon by giving him a challenge coin.
0: And he's going to come to D.C. Yeah.
2: And, and Disney Disney came out with a challenge coin, which is uh, pretty amazing, if you think about it, because I don't think it was a—I didn't know that challenge coins were a West Coast thing. I'd never—obviously, <laughs> I'm naive about it, but, but uh, yeah, when Disney picks up a challenge coin— that's a pretty big event. So again, you want to get a hold of your challenge coin with hope to the hill and can we pray and, and and at least use it as a uh, reminder for you to pray, not only for your government, but pray for, for hope to the hill folks, um, because they're praying with Congress on a pretty much daily basis. So that's the challenge behind the coin.
0: I thought it was pretty cool too. We've been with this guy in Disneyland for two days. And obviously he's the best. We we got to do everything there was to do. But the fact that he didn't know anything about Hope to the Hill and we're here with Dale. It just so happens we're here with Dale and Dina. The guy who created our challenge coin. And then there's this guy, Philip, who decides that randomly that He's give gonna us give hand. us a challenge yeah. coin.
2: Yeah. Yes, I, mean, all, was crazy I mean, of all I mean, that's it.
0: not coincidental. It's just yeah. not a coincidence. And well,
2: apparently they're not available to the public, I think they're is not. what he said. I
0: mean, so it is it is through these little weaves that God puts in our path, and, and, and you have and to so pay attention it, to. Them.
2: It gave us all the opportunity at lunchtime when we when Nathan gave him the coin back to share the gospel with him.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Find out that, you know, he wasn't really involved in church when he was growing up, but He's definitely given it some thoughts, and he's uh, open to it. I he's think. open to it. Well,
1: yeah. and I think that's one of the, you know, growing over the last fifteen years or so, uh, traveling to the Holy Land over the years. The guy that I've traveled with, Jamie Parsons, always had. He called them conversation starters and silent witnessing tools. And I think, for me, the pen and the coin have become those kind of silent witnessing tools. It's an opportunity. Uh, to open a conversation about faith with people Uh, because when just like the the lady the TSA agent on Sunday uh, asked if she could have a challenge coin and she didn't know all she cared about at first was that it was was a challenge coin but she flipped it over and she said what does this mean well I have a perfect you know a very very short quick opportunity to share with her what it means and uh, talk about things of faith and so I I think it's just a there's so many applications for it and and god has certainly used it and is continuing to use it oftentimes i'll be walking into offices on the hill and i'm always so excited when members they don't even know i'm coming by and they only have one challenge coin sitting out in the front office you know the front office i'm talking about when you walk into an office of a member there's two desks one on either side of the door and those are staffers but on the left side desk often I will see our challenge coin sitting there for everyone to see with the can we pray side facing up and what a what a neat and they, they get that that's important it's a conversation starter for them and uh, I'm always so joyful whenever I see that walking into a member's office that they care that much and they've been so blessed by that coin.
2: God was very intentional um, when he spoke to me and said, Hope to the Hill needs a the pin, they need a coin. And the intentional is being proven in these these facts that come out about the, the pins and Gage's story about the pin, how this thing's taken on a life of its own, traveled across the country, finds its way onto a lapel, some random stranger, and somebody <laughs> notice it, and, and they're able to talk about can we pray and immediately the gentleman knew that Gage was a Christian because why would he be asking Yeah, um, it does happen to be a, a, a Christian college but but you know it, it means so much to people when somebody can stop you and you start a conversation about just a simple lapel pin where did you get it what does it mean it, it, it's going to help folks out there um, talk about uh, Christianity with their with their friends, their colleagues. Maybe you've not been able to ever say anything to anybody, but by simply handing them a pin or a a coin um, is a great great starter. It's just because everybody wants to know what what does that mean? Who are these? Who who is this person? What what's going on? Um, it's not threatening in any way. Um, God showed me early on that um, can we pray is is it's not only a statement but it's also a question yeah you know can we pray yeah we can pray or can we pray can i can i pray for you and um, that's so important that that a statement can also be a question and it doesn't give people a lot of room to say no yeah that's right believe it or not so. mm-hmm. yeah
0: i think the pen too has its own like it's like it's a secret code to people that wear them that that recognize that each other we talked about the two women members of congress that had never really met
1: mm-hmm. but
0: when they each saw their pins yeah they they knew what that meant and you know it's almost like i mean i hate to describe this way but like masons they say have a secret handshake right mm-hmm. and that's how they can identify each other right. well i feel like that's what our pin is it's it's when someone else is wearing it you can go I know that that person Well, that's what the
2: House of Representatives believer. used it for, right? Exactly.
0: This, yeah. it's a They wanted other people to know they
2: were part of the House. Now people get to know that you're part of God's creation or God's company and it's a it's an identifier if nothing else. Yeah. It doesn't say I'm a Christian, but it, it connotates that, you know, Hope to the Hill, been around for a long time and Can We Pray has been around for a longer time, but it opens that door. And it's opened the door for so many people.
0: And what, I want to hear the story about the hospital when Dina was in the hospital, because I love this story.
2: Yeah. This is a story about my wife actually being in the hospital, but the backstory is what you have to hear first. And that's, um, on August 13th, 2021, I died. Mm. Um, I had some heart problems that led to some other problems. And, uh, They had to tell my wife that I died, hardest thing I ever did to her. But the day before I died, believe it or not, the pastor staff at the Seventh-day Adventist Hospital came and visited my room, and I was up for surgery. I knew I needed to have heart surgery, but it was okay. But this lady from the pastor staff popped into my room. I don't think my wife was there at the time. And I didn't know what to talk about, but I knew about the pin and I knew about the coin. And so it was an easy conversation. And And I told her that, you know, I'm okay. And I think she started with, can I pray? And I went, oh, yeah, I know that statement. Yeah, of course you can pray. But, but it led to a, a short conversation about the, the story behind the pin the story behind the coin that you heard um, a few days ago. And the woman started crying. (sighs) Mm. And I didn't know why, but she prayed. And then a lot of trouble happened at surgery. And I never saw this woman again until two and a half years later, my wife was having a second surgery. It wasn't even the first surgery. The first surgery, this lady could have found me. But for some reason, her surgery went bad and she had to go back for a second surgery. And then God used that second surgery. I don't know why he didn't use the first, but we had to go back. And we were sitting in the room waiting for the doctor to come in to do her surgery. And this woman walked in and she said, do you remember me? And I said, absolutely. Absolutely, I remember you. (laughs) And she said, well, I need to tell you a story. I said, hey, I've told you mine. Tell me yours, you know. (laughs) And she said, I need to tell you that two and a half years ago, I came to your room and she said, "You don't know this, but I was quitting my job that day. Mm. I was fed up with God. I was fed up with being pastor support at the hospital, and I was finished. I, I, all but resigned. I was waiting for my day to end, and I was going to resign. And then I, we talked to you, or I talked to you, and you know we cried together and." laughed together and prayed together, and she said, I went down and tore up my resignation, (laughs) and I decided, God told me, don't quit. And here it is, two and a half years later, and I'm the happiest person that you've ever seen. You just can't believe how that touched my life. And I, I cry because I'm happy, but it's very emotional to me because it's God making it real. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's things that are happening that you can't explain away. You can't explain why a nurse in Portland, Oregon would not quit her job because of a silly story about a pin. <laughs> but she didn't. She didn't quit, and she kept on, and she hung on with God. And, and, and she prayed with my wife. My wife's surgery went perfect the second time. We haven't been back. God bless that lady. You know, I hope that, I hope she, you know, is continuing to do what she does because what she does is very important.
0: And he blessed you in return, too. Oh,
2: man. (laughs) We were talking
1: about this the other night, you know, after we finished the last episode, and sometimes how God allows, you know, difficulty and pain in our lives. We don't understand in that moment. you know Amber and I have been through that you with know, losing our, our twins, not understanding and questioning, well why, why are you doing this? why are you allowing this in our lives and to have that beautiful opportunity two and a half years later yeah to see the reason for that. yeah, yeah. most people in life, very rarely get the opportunity to to see the reason why God allows things in their lives. Many times, I think, they have to wait till they get to heaven to understand.
2: Yeah, I got to see it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is such a beautiful...
2: I remember immediately calling Dave and and, uh, Nathan and getting them on the phone and telling them that story. (laughs) I remember that. And they were just like, they're like, Dale... This just doesn't happen to people. And I said, I know, I don't understand either, but I know that pin and I know that coin still take a life on of its own. Yeah. I don't think we understand it. I try to, I try to get out of it all the time and not deal with it. And God keeps pulling me back in. I don't know why, because just like in the beginning I told him, no, I didn't want to be involved. And I think I'm still there today. I don't want to really be involved, but somehow I keep getting involved because <laughs> I can't. God chases you sometimes. Yeah,
1: he Not does.
2: all the time do you have to chase God. Sometimes he chases you. And those stories are meant to bless us and to bless Dave and and Nathan to keep them going and saying, you know what, there is a reality behind this. They're just not idle prayers. Cool. And George. And, uh, you know, I have a great story about George, if I can tell it without (laughs) crying too much. And that's the night before the surgery that I had in the hospital. Eudine was sleeping. She was in the room. (laughs) She wasn't going to go home, and I don't blame her. The nurse came in about 7 o'clock in the morning to get me prepped for surgery, and I happened to mention to her, I said "Eugene was awake by that time—and I said to the nurse, I said, man, I said, that furnace system in here kicks on at 4 o'clock in the morning, (laughs) and it will blow you out of bed. (laughs) And I'd been there for seven days. Never noticed it. But at seven o'clock, a windstorm happened in my in my room. I'm sorry, it was four o'clock in the morning. The windstorm happened at four o'clock in the morning. And the nurse looked at me and she said, Well, Dale, she said, our heating and ventilation systems on a computer and it does purge some air, but it purges the air at 2.30 in the morning. Every 2.30, every morning, it purges some air and it was because of COVID. And she said it's not that violent, but you might've heard it. And I said, no, I said, I about got blown out of bed. <laughs> and it was four o'clock in the morning. Well, that night before I went to bed, I'd called George hmm. Roller, Dr. Roller. And I said, Yeah, I'm doing okay, and of course George said, can we pray for you? And I said, sure. And he said, when we wake up in the morning, what time's your surgery? I said, about 7 o'clock. He said, I'll make sure we pray at 7 o'clock, we'll pray. Remember I said that this wind came and blew me out of bed at 4 in the morning? That's Pacific time. It's 7 o'clock in D.C., Mm -hmm. I know that George Whirler was praying and I know that wind wasn't the heating system it was it was the wind of God it was the the Holy Spirit moving through that room Mm -hmm. I asked Eudine if she felt that wind no I said well man I thought it was going to blow me out of bed that's how hard it was blowing and uh no, no, it doesn't happen. It happens here at two thirty. I said, no, it happens when George Roller prays. Amen. George is a special man. And, he really uh,
1: is. We have been he so. Both. Yes, we've been so fortunate to uh, not just to know them, but to get to do ministry together. And you know, George is going to be seventy-eight years old this year, and one of the few people, and uh, he'll be on this podcast soon to tell some some stories. Um, But I have had the great privilege for almost the last seven years to do ministry with George on a daily basis. And it is probably the greatest, really greatest privilege of my life in ministry next to marrying Amber and my (laughs) salvation to get to do daily ministry with George Roller. But,
2: uh, and I'm George, sure Linda was praying with him. Oh, I'm sure. You Absolutely. Can, you can
1: count on but you know when George says he's going to be praying for you, he's going to be praying for you. He is. And um, George is, and Linda both have you've prayed. You've never
0: met a better witness for Christ yeah. than when you've met George Roller. If and you, that it, is the truth. If
2: you don't want to pray with people, don't go don't, out to dinner with George. Don't do it. <laughs> because you will be praying for the entire restaurant staff before it's over. That's right. And it's... And I, I, I kind of say it with joyfulness, but he's absolutely serious about God. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent.
1: And always has been. You
2: know, I, I just and that poor waitstaff. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we have been. Um, I, I, I remember the day specifically when George said he would come on board with me, and I, I'm, I'll never forget that because. George retired from Dr. D. James Kennedy's ministry, and he had organizations out the wazoo reaching out to him, wanting him to, to come and run those organizations. And a, a young 20, uh, I don't know, 25-year-old at the time asked him to come and, and work with him, and he chose to take on a, a life of uncertainty in some ways. Yeah. He had been working for a large organization for years, Instead of taking, you know, uh, these jobs with ministries and organizations that would pay him buku's of money to be there, he chose to come work uh, with me. And he has continued to, to be the servant that he's always been. And uh, just, I mean, and then thinking about the fact, too, you know, how we all and how God works and brings people together, you know, y'all knowing Amber... Uh, amber and i getting married we getting to uh, to meet you met george at our wedding yeah and the friendship that has ensued over the last uh, four and a half years and what god has done even to the moments where you're in a hospital bed and george calls to pray and all those moments we could never have dreamed no um and that's how god works i think that's the beauty of when God's working and He's leading and directing and orchestrating things that we can't see, um, there's just nothing like it. The, the, the family of God is the most incredible thing because it's so large, but it's so small at the same time where we have an instantaneous bond with brothers and sisters in Christ that you have with no one else. Mm-hmm. And so what? what a beautiful opportunity. And we have done some, uh, I believe, some of the most effective ministry in the last four and a half years because of not just our friendships, but the partnership and ministry that we've all had together, each playing the part that God has called us to. And again, going back to obedience, it's a simple act of obedience. And uh, what, a, what a privilege it is. And um, I, I'm glad you told those stories because... Those are exceptional stories that show off what God can do and what he has done. And there are many more that we could tell and we will tell in the future just from those pens and the coins. And we're the story is still being written every week it is. when we're on the hill. And I'm often—I I remember the first day I had that pen on, and I remember the first day we had the new pen on just a few weeks ago. And how members, I, I had a member of Congress, uh, Mark Walker. You remember Mark Walker? He gave us the tour in 2019 yeah. of the Capitol. The very first day I had uh, that first pin on, I was talking to Mark in the hallway. And he literally, he was staring at my lapel. And I'm talking to him, and I know he's not listening to me. And I said, are you okay? And he goes, I'm sorry, I just can't take my eyes off of that beautiful pin. Where in the world did you get it? <laughs> And I, I got to tell him the story, and he said, well, can I have one? I said, Congressman, you can have as many as you like. And I've had member after member, person after person that have that, that's happened. It's almost like it, it is this something that it's like a shiny object they cannot take. Uh, they can't take their, their mind, or their, their eyes off of. And so it's, it's been an amazing thing to watch how God has used that. And it's nothing that any of us have done. Uh, It's all God working.
0: Well, it's not just been members either. I mean, we were at, I don't know if we told that story on here yet, but we did outreach just a couple of weeks ago, and we were in the gift shop. Were we at the (laughs) the Library of Congress or were we at the? We were at the uh, National Archives. National Archives. And we were all, of course, everybody on the outreach wears a pen. We always give them a pen to wear. We load them up with coins in case they see a member that they want to gift that to. That's right. But we were walking, we were just walking in the gift shop. You know, not, we weren't really on ministry duty at that point. I think we were actually done with outreach and we were taking them to see some of the sites in D.C. that they had not seen yet. Yes. And um, just in the gift shop, hmm. doing nothing but looking around. Some of them were buying gifts for their grandchildren and taking them home. And this lady walks up and she says, "What? What is that pen? And we said, Well, this is our, our ministry, Hope to the Hill. And she said, What is that? And so yeah. we started explaining who we were and what we did, and she said, "Do you have a card? Do, do you have information?" I didn't know this existed in D.C. I didn't know there were people who ministered to our members of Congress. Yeah. And we gave her information about Hope to the Hill, and I don't know where that's going to go. We'll we'll never know where that goes. But it was because of the pen. Yeah. That you would never think that people are looking, but people are searching for hope wherever they can find it, and yeah. hope just happens to be in our name. Yep. And I, I just, you know, I don't think that's coincidence. I read Albert Einstein's quote today that said, "God is often found in our coincidences." Yes. And that's because there are no coincidences with God. But I truly believe that all of God is just weaving all these webs together to create just a beautiful story for his glory in the end because that's really what it's all about. That's right. And that we bring people to him and that if this is a this has been a wonderful tool to do that yes. as
1: well as the coins. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, that's what this podcast is about at the end of the day. We want to and have loved sharing some of these stories, and we there are so many stories that we will share uh, of what God has been doing. And, again, it's nothing that we've done. Yes, a lot of hard work of investing in relationships with people over the years, uh, but I can't claim that. As, as anything that I've done or that we've done as a ministry, it's been the favor of the Lord. Uh, but for us to be able to have this means of bringing some of these stories to you um, is an exceptional tool as you're driving, whatever you're doing on a daily <laughs> basis. And we've had a lot of you that have reached out saying that you're as you're driving to work, you're listening to this podcast. Uh, and I hope it's an encouraging start to your day or an encouraging into your day, uh, that God is on the move, that he's working, he's still on the throne. And you know what? No matter what's happening in this world, whether it's election cycles or uh, all of the disappointing things that we see on television, uh, we, we know, and that's why we do this, to peel back the curtain to show you that God is working every single day.
2: And I think there's people out there on the fence that are trying to trust God they're trying to believe in God even and they just think I need something tangible I need a, I need something modern I need something that's happened now you know I've read the Bible and oh that was great for Israel in the year 2000 BC but what about now and, and what we've talked about in the last few minutes is things that are happening now. Yeah, that's good. And, and there's friends or family or even you that's listening, you may have doubted God. Mm. And I just need to tell you, don't doubt it because um, he's going to chase you down until he gets you. <laughs> and he's going to win every time. And you might as well not go along doubting that God's not real, because real things do happen to real people. Um, if you want to go on look at the website, Hope to the Hill, you're going to find out that these, I think there's three or four or five guys that are in the ministry or out there now, and they need your support, they need your prayers, they need your help. Um, if you get a chance and you're in D.C. or if you're coming to D.C. and you're a Christian or even a non-Christian, believe it or not, you can call these folks and they will minister to you. They'll pray for you just like they'll pray for Congress. You don't have to be part of Congress. Yeah. You may be hearing this and saying, I just need to talk to somebody about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Give Hope to the Kill a call yeah. because they would be happy to talk to you. We'd be more than happy to send you a pin. We don't, we don't charge anything. Um, we just want you to remember to pray. Not yeah. only pray for your beaters, but pray for Hope to the Hill, um, and pray for yourself. It's okay. It's okay to pray for yourself. That's right.
0: It is.
1: Well, yeah, and I, I think um, that's a wonderful segue into the fact that you know that's why this podcast, you know, it's sponsored. By Can We Pray, we want people to know about what this means. And this is a great way for you've been able to explain that and, uh, over the past two episodes with us. Um, and if you do want information, you can go to hope HopeToTheHill.com. Amber, you were going to say something else, and I want you to go ahead and and say what you were thinking. You were about to say something, I think.
0: Oh, I was just going to tell them they should subscribe to the podcast. Yes. um, Because we have so many more episodes coming up and some exciting guests. Can I tell them a few of them just to put them? Yeah. Okay. I think so. So um, I'm just going to give you a few ideas of our guests coming up who we've confirmed. Um, Number one is Eduardo Varastegui, which if you don't know, he is the executive producer of The Sound of Freedom. Currently now, just... uh, I think he just announced that he's running for the president of Mexico. So he's now in the running for president of Mexico. We also have Tim Ballard, um, which is who the Sound of Freedom is about. The the true story of Tim Ballard and his um, missions that he's been on. And we're having Jim Caviezel on, which if if you don't know Jim Caviezel, you live under a rock (laughs) at this point. Especially right now. Yeah, Yeah. especially right now because he's everywhere in the media. Um, And we're very excited to have the three of them. And also our friend, Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus and the Chosen. So those are the four um, special we guests that come up. We have, we have, have Oh yeah, We have, we have many more, yeah, but right recording. now those are the, the four I'm trying to tell them so they can just subscribe because you don't want to miss any episodes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get to, to kind of hear.
0: And rate the podcast. Yes. Please um, rate the podcast. That get helps. You're to hear,
1: you know, kind of about the, the screening we did in D.C. from their perspective. I was very interested to hear. Uh, about what they saw. That's what I love, you know, and I, really for us, Dale, you sharing what you, your view of Washington was before you came, uh, how you see it now is a very common thread that we've experienced with people. Um, and so I always enjoy, especially when it's pe- high, really high-profile people like a Jim Caviezel coming and walking the halls, you know, with uh, our team, I, i'm I'm interested to hear what what his experience was um and,
0: and Tim ballard and we've walked two Jesuses in the capitol Jim coviesel and Jonathan Rumi. yes we take the real one wherever we go but we ha- right. we have brought the other two and to the got Capitol great,
1: Building. A great story with Jonathan Remy. I can't wait for you guys I to hear that. I want him to one. tell that
0: story. Yeah. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's you got to hear that story. from his and perspective.
2: I, and I think also you guys are talking about there's going to be some congressmen and women. There are. There are, are. are that are going to get on here. Many um,
0: <laughs> Many of them are coming. <laughs>
2: what you want to, one thing you want to pray for and I'm going to pray for is that um Nathan and Amber are trying to bring a Democrat and Republican together on this yep. bo- pro- podcast and talk about Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's unheard of in today's uh, environment. Years. Yeah, you're right. And it it may not happen, but we're all praying that we're it'll happen. We're pray that it does. And, yeah, uh, it's we gonna shared be their good, story. It's going to be a good one.
1: We shared their story two weeks ago, but we want them to come on and share their story yeah. together. And uh, we're just praying that, that that will become a reality and the Lord can, can do that. I know He can. I think he, so, can. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I so he can. I know He can. so go and follow the podcast. Um, if you want to know about the ministry, com. We have a trip coming up in January, one of the same trips that Dale came on and, and Udine, uh in 2019 will be happening in January. So you can go uh, to passagesdc.com and history and for trip. It's going to be a great trip. Yeah. Really excited about that one. Um, Amber and I, actually that's going to be another podcast we're going to talk about. Viral videos in the rotunda, that's a great topic that has uh, yeah. been a very interesting one because Dale has been there for one of them, I've been uh, there for a few of them now because Amber had one just recently, and we shared a little bit of that with you guys mm-hmm. already, but um, you can be a part of that story and getting to experience uh, the, the absolute immeasurable beauty of singing in the rotunda, and especially, not just singing any song, Singing some great hymns and uh, enjoying that time together and growing. So,
0: and I also want to tell them if you have any questions for us, yeah, please feel free to write in. We'll we'll answer those questions on the podcast. Yeah. Um, we love to answer questions. We love to hear what you have to say and yeah. what you want to hear us talk about. Yeah. Um, if there's a subject that you're interested in, you know, maybe from our perspective that you're wondering, we'd love to, to talk about it. We just need to know what that is. So please write us, and we'd be glad to talk about it.
1: Yeah. Great. We're going to have some opportunity in the coming weeks and months for y'all to call in and ask some questions. Ooh, live. On the pod- live, kind of. Sort of. If you send in a question, we may give you the opportunity to actually call in and ask the question over the phone, yeah. which should be fun. And you can be part of the podcast. So we're very excited. It's going to be a great time. Um, thank you, guys. So we've had an overwhelming response to this podcast over the last uh, two, three weeks since we started this. And uh, it's all thanks to y'all just uh, taking the time to listen. And we don't take that lightly. Not at all. A 45-minute podcast is a lot of time to listen (laughs) to something. And uh, I know you're busy in your everyday work, but uh, we appreciate y'all hanging with us, and especially pastors. Um, We had a pastor that wrote in just a few days ago and shared the story about AOC. He said, it hit me right in the middle of the face. Yeah. Um, And and that's important because it should. It should remind us the importance— of seeing people the way Jesus sees them. And so uh, on that note, we're going to leave you guys for this week. But thank you, thank you. And remember, we're doing two podcasts a week now. So not just right. one, two a week. Two episodes Sun- a week. Sunday and Wednesdays, they are coming out. It would be so. easier
0: for you to remember because you go to church on those days. That's right. So you have <laughs> Something
1: a little extra. But don't put it in place of going to church. Okay? Do not. But we love you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you, Dale.
0: Thank you, Dale. For being on and two Dina. episodes.
1: Thank you. And you, Dina, we love you too. <laughs> she's waving at all of you, even though you can't see her. But, Dale, <laughs> it's been a joy. It's been a joy to spend these days with you guys. It has. And we're so grateful for your friendship and uh, just everything about you both. And your obedience. Yes. And uh, just and listening to the Lord. Thank you, Yeah, yeah, Dale and Eugene, Thank you. Um, But
0: but, I call her Dina.
1: I know. I you get it right. (laughs) I've butchered it for four and a half years. So, but guys, thank you. Have a great week. See you soon.